Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. This episode is brought to you by the Everyday App. Technically, this is an ad, but the Everyday app has honestly been super helpful for me, and I wouldn't partner with a company if I didn't genuinely believe in the product. So, what does the app do? It basically helps you track your habits so that you can see your progress over time. There's a common business saying, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, it usually applies to businesses, keeping track of things like their sales and customer satisfaction, but I think it's just as relevant for personal goals too. It sounds like a simple concept for an app, but I've personally found it to be super effective in helping create new habits. The app lets you add whatever habits you're currently working on building. For me right now, some of those include reviewing my to-do list each day uh, so that I stay on top of the things I want to get done. Another one is going to the gym, and another one is limiting my time on Twitter to five minutes a day. The app lets you add three habits for free, so you can see if you find it helpful. If you soon realize you want to track more than three habits, like I eventually did, the paid version lets you track unlimited habits and has other cool features, and it's pretty good value in my opinion. There's a link in the episode description that gets you 10% off. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. Sounds good. Well, welcome to your first, (laughs) I assume this is your first podcast conversation. Is that right? Yeah, I'm actually very excited about this topic that we're going to discuss um, because um, I'm also looking forward to the first podcast experience. Um, Just on a side note that uh, I used to be a broadcaster uh, like 10 years ago uh, in the radio station of my university, which was called RCC back then. So I was hosting a talk show uh, in which I usually invited a lot of uh, students, um, foreign teachers, and also also some uh, our professors to have some spontaneous uh, conversations on some interesting topics. Uh, similar to what you're having right now, like inviting people to like ask them a question and uh, just to uh, exchange ideas and uh, trying to look at the uh, things from different angles. So in, retro- in, in retrospect, uh, a lot of those topics are actually, I would say, kind of off limit and uh, taboos. So I really feel lucky that um, I'm still I'm still here today after touching on those topics. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of topics? You don't have to tell me your opinion, but do you remember any of them from like ten years? Yeah, ago? Uh, I can tell you those topics offline because I'm okay. going to share this with um, the Chinese audience as well. So <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, are any of those are there any of those conversations available or no? Like, are they rec- are they on the internet anywhere? The ones from ten years ago or no? There's just one uh, that's available on the internet. Uh, the one is about the uh, a white snake that transformed into the human form because uh, like uh, a cowherd saved her life like 1,000 years ago and then she transformed into a human form just to um, to pay the good deeds. And so she married that cowherd. That's like a traditional um, Chinese uh, folk story. That's okay. the only thing that's available on the internet right now. <laughs> uh, for most of them, they are gone. Like. Yeah, we didn't record. That's the yeah. only one that's still available. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool that like what you were doing, what you were 
the purpose of yours is very similar to mine. Like you said, just like have good conversations. I liked how you put it. Think of things from different angles. So anyways, let's let's jump in. I'm glad you picked, picked the topic. Um, so maybe I'll start off and ask you, and I can share my opinion too, but sure. start off with like the first question of like, what's the best way to go about networking if you're like trying to explore a new, a new like role or a career, like what's the best way to do it? Yeah, um, I would say it's uh, it's a good and also a broad question. I think it boils down into two parts. The first one is um, where and how to approach your networking target. And the second will be like um, um, what questions to ask during the networking or coffee chat. So in terms of the first one, like where to approach your networking target, I think you should start, the people should definitely start with the people they know, um, especially after they think long and hard about the ki- what kind of role they, they want. They can cross-reference this with their informal network. For example, their friends, um, families, and former coworkers who have a solid understanding of their background, of their skill sets, and also uh, of them as a person. So they, I think their um, reference will definitely be more convincing. Um, and then I think for grads, they can also they also have access to those alumni network uh, through their schools. So reach out and leverage those resources. Um, meanwhile, I think um, LinkedIn and Google are also very um, useful tools, uh, especially for people to do some research regarding the companies that they're interested in. To uh, so to get some um, a great understanding of the uh, company culture, value, and also the more details of the role. So send the uh, code email or connection request to the uh, to learn more about the uh, the people you want to network with and also the company and industry. Um, I think an- another thing actually pops in my mind is the uh, networking events. Like I, I graduated from Ivy Business School. So we have those Global Ivy Day and Ivy Connected. Those, uh, we have them annually. So that's also a great platform like for us to, to meet the alumni. Um, they come from different industries, different roles. So definitely it's a good chance platform for people to um, reach out to other alumni and um, possibly um, it will be um, open, more opportunities will be open um, during networking events. Did you, did you network at all when you applied for the role you have now at TELUS? Like, did you chat with Adam or anything? Yeah, actually, uh, actually, my resume got uh, got rejected when <laughs> when I applied online uh, because I do I do realize that because uh, even when you look at the name, it says senior product manager. I thought it's about product management, right? But uh, it's like a broad uh, it's a broad term, like because what I'm doing right now is actually more related to supply chain. So that's why I didn't tailor my resume. My res- my resume was more about the uh, like a real product manager who managed a product from launch to execution. <laughs> so that's why I think it got rejected. But then um, uh, one day I was driving and then I accident- accidentally see uh, some a message pop up on my LinkedIn. Uh, so Braden was uh, sharing this message saying that uh, they are looking for, they're looking to hire someone who have a passion for uh, product management. He also didn't mention the uh, supply chain part, but he said that we have passion for products for telecom. So that's why I think, yeah, that, that's me. I didn't even know that it's the role I applied for. So that's 
the time I applied to Braden, and then he scheduled like um, 30 minutes meeting with me. Um, so yeah, even though it's just five minutes, but uh, I think I've basically, um, uh, I basically asked the questions I want and also uh, also showed them my skill sets and also how I would be a great fit for the team, for the company and also for the role. So yeah, that's how I started in landing this role. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh... Have you ever have you ever reached out to like friends on your LinkedIn network to either connect you with someone they know at their company or to refer you for like a role at their company? Have you ever done that? Yeah, I did. Um, mostly, I would say it's through alumni because um, alumni is the one that you you have something in common with them. So it's easier if you have something in common with them and then uh, to to start a small talk. Uh, so yeah, I think along the way I've, yeah, I've, I've actually reached out to a lot of alumni for, uh, uh, for referral to, to another person, which is more, um, which is working more closely with the role I'm interested in or working with a pirate manager. So yeah, I've, I've done that. Um, how about you? Like, did you, like when you land your current role, did you also like leverage networking or you just uh, submit online and get recruited? (laughs) Uh, so my current role, yeah, my, my good friend from, from elementary school and high school worked at TELUS and he still does. And he knew that I was searching for a job and he reached out to me and he said, I think this would be a good fit for you. I'll refer you. So yeah, it was, it was network related. Um, but I've also, I've also reached out to people like friends and past colleagues and, um, like classmates on LinkedIn in the yeah. past. But what I was wondering is, so I've never, I've never asked them to actually ref, to refer me for a role. I've asked them to like connect me with someone else. Do you think it's, it's too much of an imposition to ask them to like refer you or even connect you with someone else? Cause for instance, yeah. a friend of mine is looking for a job right now. And I, I asked him like, why didn't you reach out to me? Like, I'm happy to refer you for a role or connect you with someone. And he said, like, I didn't want to put you in a bad spot or like make you feel pressured. So I'm curious, like your thought, is it like, is it kind of unfair at all to like reach out to someone or what do you think? Yeah, I would say in most cases, no, because I'm always happy to refer a friend or uh, for a role they're interested in, or in the in the com- either in the company I work in or in the company I have connections. Um, if I know the friend very well, and then I know that he will be a great fit for the role and uh, contribute to the positive team dynamics and also um, mesh well with the company culture. Um, so I would say, why not? It's definitely less risky than hiring someone else, um, which. Uh, who we have very little knowledge of. On the other hand, I would say that um, the person who got referred um, needs to be consistent and also needs to appreciate and value this job <laughs> opportunity. He get to land this job. Um, I've seen some instances that um, uh, the person got an intern referral and also managed to get the job. But after one or two months, he, um, he just realized that this is not something I signed up for. This is not something I want. So uh, he either quits or slacks off or not pulling his weight. So this is definitely a red flag. And uh, this will also put your 
put your friend or put your reference um, credential or reputation uh, in jeopardy. So yeah, I would say avoid those friends. And <laughs> but for other friends like you, like you, for other friends that you definitely build trust and um, you you think it would be a great fit. I, yeah, I would definitely say why not. Um, so it's a good chance to work to refer someone you know you trust to the company that um, that you work in, which which is also beneficial for the company as well. Yeah. Have you have you ever had someone like a past colleague or classmate classmate reach out to you who you didn't have like a great working relationship with and they asked you to connect you with someone or refer you? Have you ever been in that situation? <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, not long ago, like two weeks ago. Okay, uh, I had one recently too. And I didn't know what to do because you could ignore them or you could pass on their information or refer them. But if, if you don't think, if you didn't have a good relationship with them, it's a bit dangerous or you could be honest with them, but then it's awkward. <laughs> yeah. I mean, objectively speaking, if they are, they are good, you just, or just you're not familiar with them, but they are good for the role. I would still recommend. But if I know that, I think personality matters more than hard skill because hard skill, those can be required. But the personality, like if you know the person, like he's not pulling his weight at school or the person like like he's not ambitious or it's not contributing to some school work. Definitely, um, even if I have a good relationship with it, I won't I won't recommend I won't put my company in jeopardy as well. So, yeah, I think. <laughs> so what I think would you what tell I, the person? What would you tell the, the person? Actually, what I did right now is I. I ignored him because <laughs> yeah. I just say that I was busy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I I would say if you're still in a good relationship, you can refer him to um, a different company. Right. Uh, like uh, yeah, I I used to work at Bell, so <laughs> that's like a company I refer some some people that I'm um, that I'm not very confident in their you know in their qualification. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I always refer them, like find a backup plan and refer them to to another company. Right. For for my own company, yeah, I would say that because I'm still working here. I have um I need to build my own network here and also my reputation. So I I just it's not being selfish, but I just don't want to put myself at risk um by referring someone that I don't even like even myself, I don't have confidence in that. So yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think about like returning returning the favor to someone who like connects you someone in your network who connects yeah. you with someone like closer to a role you're interested in like obviously you could offer to help them help connect yeah. them with anyone else um, but I, I I don't know like I was thinking like maybe send them like a electronic gift card or something maybe it's just enough to offer to help connect them if they ever need it yeah let me think of what i gave Braden. oh i gave him a box of donuts <laughs> oh really yeah this is before usually, you got the job or when you after you no it's this is uh after i land the offer so yeah one time he invited me to his uh to his house so i i just brought him a box of donuts because I, <laughs> I don't know like the uh, traditionally what because actually this kind of thing varies in like in different countries as well. Like for instance, in China, usually if someone has done your favor, um, I will say, I will, um, 
probably I have to give something that's more precious than box of donuts <laughs> because in China we do have this kind of like gift giving culture. But I know in Canada there is like some some gray area or some fine line that you need you should not you should not cross the line, right? So that's why I when I first um, when I first got a job I was I was like I I don't know like what should I I should I give should should I give him to return the favor and then I think a box of uh, Timbits would would do because first is something very Canadian uh, and it's not very pricey which is good which is not like you know. Uh, could not be defined as something as a bribery or stuff. So, and also that's something I I'm I'm very positive that he will enjoy. So that's a perfect gift for me. Yeah, for me to to get him. But I was you already had the job. You already had the job, so it couldn't be bribery. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I would say if if people like for a lot of students like who are graduating if they want to network with people i would recommend them to offer to buy the coffee or donuts yeah <laughs> just That's joking not um, yeah you can you can give yeah. you can buy them coffee when you go on a coffee chat with yeah them. yeah yeah uh joking aside i think um networking is a long-term process so um in the meantime i don't necessarily think it's um reciprocal to and just right on the spot uh, it might put a lot of students or young professionals um, like in an awkward position because they a lot of times they feel like they have nothing to offer. So it might hold them back from asking for favors. Um, so for me, like networking is always about giving because I've received a lot of help um, along the way. So what I want to do is I just want to pass along this good deed. Um, whenever people reach out to me, um, because for me, like expanding the network, meeting new people is already like beneficial for me that's a really good point yeah you can return the favor later in your career like you shouldn't yeah. as a student or whatever you shouldn't feel like you need to like reciprocate immediately yeah yeah so yeah just go back to my previous point so that's why i think like a coffee or like tea uh is a is a good showing of of your courtesy or it's a nice gesture when you first um meet someone for uh for coffee chat yeah so based on your experience uh adam so how many times like have you paid for the coffee because for me like most of the time <laughs> the other person they offer to 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 get a bill so i don't know if that's kind of like canadian um uh culture thing or <laughs> yeah they usually always they offer as well so I mean, when I was a student, oftentimes, so when I was a student in undergrad, I was trying to get into management consulting. So I was trying to, I was going for coffee chats with lots of the consultants and I always offered to pay for the coffee, but they said, oh, I have a, a company card. I can just expense it. So they always, yeah. they always ended up paying for it. But yeah, I always offer and Sometimes people are very firm and they're like, no, I'm not letting you pay. So then we each pay for our own. But I think, I think at the, at least you offered and you, you push a little bit. <laughs> and then yeah, for sure. At a certain point, you don't want to get in a fight with them over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you, you mentioned you started it off when you were saying kind of what's the best way to network. There's like knowing uh who to reach out to and then like what questions to ask so in terms of like when you're networking 
you can take some time to potentially talk about yourself and your own experiences. And you can also spend time asking them questions about their experiences. Like, what do you think is the right balance? And like, what are the, what are the right types of questions to ask? Or what are the questions that you definitely shouldn't ask? (laughs) Yeah, I will, I first want to start with the small talk. Because I usually like I divide into the networking into two parts, which is consists of small talk and questions. So for small talk, um, so if we compare like networking to a fancy French meal, small talk is always like appetizer, um, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> which provides people with a lot of information in a very short time. Um, it's also a bonding process that um, and also strategy to for managing interpersonal distance. And a lot of times it actually sets a tone for the entire conversation. So it's definitely key in making good um, the uh, good first impression. Um, however, it's also the most tricky part for me as well uh, because it varies from country to country, culture to culture. Um, having worked in over 30 countries in the past, uh, my previous job like gave me this privilege to, <laughs> to experience different, like, um, um, different business etiquettes in different countries. Um, I, I would say this is the most difficult part. Like, for instance, in China, we usually start by asking, what did you have for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the UK, I think people tend to talk more about the weather as for small talk. And in the USA, people talk about sports. And in South America, people will ask you, uh, what bar are you going after after work? Interesting. So, Interesting. so Adam, actually, I have a question for you. Like, um, Do you want to know what like I had for Canada, lunch today? <laughs> I think it's a kosher food. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had had lasagna. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what would be considered like a uh, a good icebreaker in Canada? Uh, that's a good question. I think what I try to do usually is I'll like go on their LinkedIn. And I'll see if we have anything in common. So did we go to the same school? Uh, I'll look, I'll search them on Google, see if they have Twitter. I'll see if we have any similar interests. And I know it it can seem a little bit intrusive. So I'll just say to them, like, uh, before we, before chatting, I I just looked, looked at you on LinkedIn and social just to see if we had anything in common. And I noticed that you're also interested in whatever. So I'll try to, yeah. that's, that's one thing I'll do. Um, but then I agree with you. Like you mentioned it varies by country to country, but I also think it varies from person to person. And then yeah. also like how busy they are when you reach out. Like, I feel like you get a sense very quickly when you start chatting with them, like yeah. if, they're hurry, if they're in a hurry, then I'll, I'll get to the questions very quickly versus if they seem more relaxed and more open to small talk then i'll do more of that so yeah 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 i think that makes sense like it also varies from person to person based on their personal experience and also the road they're in like definitely find something in common which would be a good way to start <laughs> to break the ice uh yeah the, the second part i would say is the uh the, when it comes to the question part i would say I always ask the uh, open-ended question that direct the flow of the conversation uh, to how you might be able to add value. Um, so there are always like three classic questions I have 
I always prepare for coffee chat, which uh, which is the um, what does a typical what a typical day look like for you? What do you like most about your job, and what's the most challenging part in your job? Uh, the reason I like those three questions was because um, those questions let you learn more about the role or the role you're interested in, the team culture. It's also a good opportunity, I think, to get some insights on how they manage their time and also the key responsibilities they cater to. So as a follow-up, you, I always ask questions like um, about their career path in the company so and discuss how they've grown. So it will also help me um, get an idea of um, where I I will need to start and how I could progress and what is what skills is, is needed for me to excel um, in this role or in this company. I like those. I like those questions. I usually, I usually ask the day-to-day, like, what do you do on a, like, what's the typical day look like? I don't usually yeah. ask that. I think I'll, I might steal that if that's okay. The other, the other two questions I usually ask, like, what, what, are, what do you like most about your job? I usually ask like, what do you like least, <laughs> but maybe I'll say what yeah. do you find most challenging? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, which is interesting is that, um, I know that you have another question, which was about um, how honest should you be when people ask you if you like your job? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, for me, I don't know. For me, I think it's a little bit sensitive. Uh, I don't necessarily say that it's intrusive, but um, I would say if a complete stranger asked me uh, during coffee chat, my answer would definitely be yes, because um, because I will... I think I will mostly talk about and emphasize on the pros and benefits of my job and my company. And because I, I mean, at that point, I represented my company, right? So I cannot like, even if I don't like the role, I cannot just vent all my emotions and my complaints about the company. I need to stay like professional and composed uh, when, whenever I meet um, people for networking. And then if they dig deeper, I probably will touch on some areas for improvement. Um, just depends on how the conversation goes. But I would say in general, um, I would only mention work-related difficulties if there, there are any. Um, like based on my personal experience of all the people I network, network before, I've never heard of any single person saying that they don't like their job. <laughs> <laughs> so See, yeah, yeah what do you think? Yeah, It's interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. I've never heard anyone say they don't like their job either, <laughs> but I'm sure some of them didn't really like it. I think you're right, though. You are representing the company. I think it's fair to focus on the the things you like best about it. But I agree. If they continue to push, I, I like I like everything you said. You can then tell them the areas for improvement. Um, but if you really, if you're at a company that you really don't like and you really wouldn't recommend it to someone, I guess then it's in. Then you're in a tough position. Honestly, I've never been in that position before like there's been roles that i liked more than others but usually it's not like i don't know it's a i don't know what what to do in that situation yeah if it's me i will keep my tone pretty neutral yeah Uh, i probably wouldn't balance too much like i like my i wouldn't let my conversation skew towards the pros i probably will balance more like on the con side um yeah, it's a very tricky situation. I haven't encountered that before either. But um, yeah, I think it depends on also depends on how close you are with a person that who is asking for a favor. If the person is really some someone that close to me and I trust, 
I will probably be honest with them. I think authenticity should come into play. Like if you don't like the culture, which is toxic, you shouldn't get your friends on board um, yeah. uh, to go through that torment, right? So, but if it's a complete stranger, I will say, yeah, just stay neutral and let them decide. Um, or you can refer them to another person in the company, say um, network with another person. So you can, so you can gather more thoughts you can make up your own mind whether this is the right place for you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You don't want to mislead, whether it's a friend or a stranger, you don't want to mislead them. But yeah. what I sometimes say to people is, I mean, how much someone likes a job I find is usually it's based on what kind of companies and jobs they had before that. Cause it's yeah. all relative. So some people I find really like their jobs and company because the company they worked at before was way worse or someone, a different person might've worked at like an absolutely amazing company before. So it affects their expectations. So I usually tell people that. And then I usually say like, if you ask specific questions, maybe that way you can do more of a comparison versus your current job. So like, if you want to know like how many hours do people typically work? Or like, how often do people socialize outside of work? Then you can be honest and then the person can make a comparison in their mind compared to where they work today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I also want to circle back to the other question you asked before regarding how much we should talk during the um, networking. So actually, my my career coach um, during my Ivy MBA program told us that we should talk less maybe 10% of the time and 90% of the time we should be active listeners. Um, however, I kind of have a different opinion from that. Uh, just based on my personal experience, um, the success rate is higher if I talk more. <laughs> like 50%, yeah, like 50% of the time. Um, I think it makes sense that we should be active listeners and um, let the uh, let the other people like show just show our courtesy and let other people talk about themselves and um, make them feel great during the conversation. Um, however, I also want to stress that um, um, the ultimate goal of the uh, coffee chat is to leave impression um, on the internal employee, the hiring manager, or the teammate. So we should definitely try our best to make our name like at least stay on top of their mind. So whenever there is um, an open role, we could always pop up in their in their mind. And uh, yeah, uh, that's that's just my my approach uh, when I do the networking. <laughs> I I tend to agree with your hunch because I've seen some some studies that say that conversations are typically most enjoyable when each side is yeah. talking roughly the same amount of time 50-50 each. So yeah, I te- I tend to agree with you on that. And the other thing I was going to say is like you said, you can still be active listening for the 50% that they're talking. So yeah. one, th- one thing I've learned, especially through doing these podcasts is oftentimes um, like I prepare questions that I want to ask in advance. Yeah. And I find sometimes like as the person's talking to me, so like, uh, for instance, like I'll ask you a question and then you'll be talking to me and I'm, I'm not paying full attention because I'm looking at the list of questions, trying to think, yeah. okay, what, what am I going to ask next? And then I'm not actually active listening. So yeah. I find like with experience, you get better at it. Like you want to really listen because oftentimes, like if you're talking, I'll think of a question based on what you say that I didn't have on the list before. Yeah. So anyways, that's just what came to mind around 
like active listening, but you also you also want to go into a coffee chat with some kind of questions you want to chat about, but yeah, like make sure that they're not like consuming your your thoughts completely and you're actually listening to the answers. Because sometimes yeah. I find if I'm stressed and I'm in a conversation, I might not actually be processing what they're saying because I'm thinking yeah. about what am I going to say next? Yeah. Yeah. I think it also depends on the role. I I know if you agree with me on that or not, but I think usually if the person's higher up, um, he's sort of like tired of talking about themselves all the time. So he's more like, uh, he's more like a uh, tend to tend to listen more and tend to let you talk more. But usually if, if it's an, mm, if it's a new hire in the company and uh, they would like to talk more about how they land the role, how they progress in that company. So, so yeah, I don't know, based on my personal experience, I think it also depends on like the, their tenure in the company and also their, their level of their, yeah, the level of their um, profession in that company. Do you find that people who are more senior tend yeah. to listen more and ask more questions for yeah. of you. Yeah, that's my personal experience. I think, um, yeah, I think um, seniority definitely uh, makes a difference whether people listen more or talk more. <laughs> yeah. And going back, going back to the piece around the small talk, because you mentioned it should be two components, small talk and then the actual questions. Yeah. So when when do you feel like how much time is it okay what percentage of the time should be on the small talk because i find like if i'm the one reaching out to you for a coffee chat you're not going to say to me adam let's stop the small talk let's get to the questions <laughs> like it's it's on me yeah. i'm the person who reached out so i have to be the one to say okay um like i wanted to ask you some questions if it's okay that i, I thought of so like, what do you think? Like, what is there like a rule for like, it should not be more than 50% of the conversation, small talk or something like that? Or does it really depend on the flow and like the sense you get from the other person? Yeah, I would say it depends on the flow. And also the person who asks, who arranges coffee chat, he should like have an agenda. It's more like when we have our meetings, a lot of times the meeting will go like, go over the schedule. So I think the, there like he should also act like a, a facilitator, understand um, he has several questions that he needs to get answered from. So he has a goal to accomplish. So I know that um, small talk is definitely important like to build bond. But in the meantime, I will say that if that person only has like 30 minutes allocated for the coffee chat, you definitely got to make sure that you have enough time to cover all those topics or all those questions you want to get answered from. So yeah, I would say that all completely depends on the person and uh, depends on the flow. Um, I, I know someone that, I know a friend that he he had a coffee chat for four hours, like before he only wanted to book for 30 minutes, but the small talk went really well. Wow. So that uh, extended to four hours. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, like based on common sense, it should go well, right? He should... Um, get an interview and then get a job, but then there's no follow-up after that. <laughs> really? That's, yeah. that's surprising. Yeah. I assume, uh, did he, do you know, did he, did he check in with the person like every 30 minutes saying something like, I know we're, we're really over time. Are you still, are you still, do you still, are you still available? Yeah, I think he, 
I think he probably forgot about the time as well. So like okay. the small talk re- went really well. Like they just going on and on and for hours. Like she even forgot the time. Like she had a meeting at let's say three o'clock, but then it's like the conversation went on like stretched to seven o'clock. So <laughs> yeah, she, they they completely lost lost track of time. Uh, so that's why I, I think maybe he didn't that he, he didn't facilitate and say that okay. Uh, do you still have a time? Like, have several questions. I, I'm sure he probably get those questions covered because <laughs> in that four hour time. But um, yeah, it's it just a uh, uh, it's just not a good example to show that the, the good small talk will lend you the role. <laughs> Actually, I have a question like that comes from this. Like, let's say let's say you're you booked thirty minutes and you're near the end of the thirty minutes. And the conversation is yeah. going really well, and you have lots more questions you want to ask them. Do you think it's appropriate to say to them, uh, "Hey, I know, I know, we only have a couple minutes left. Do you have a few more minutes to chat? I have more questions. Do you think it's okay to say that? Because I'm thinking about it, and it it puts even if they don't have another meeting, it puts a yeah. little bit of pressure on them to kind of. They might feel bad and they might say yes, but I wonder if the best thing is to always just cut off the time uh, right at the scheduled time. And I noticed this not f- not just for networking, but like sometimes yeah. when we're in meetings at work, like we're running out of time and people say like, Does it, do you have a few more minutes? Do you have another meeting? And oftentimes I don't have a me- another meeting. So I say, no, I don't have another meeting. And then it goes way longer and I would have preferred to cut it. So I don't know. What do you think? I'm sorry. I, I won't do that to you anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, you don't do it to me. I just realized I'm actually a bad example of that, like during work. But I also uh, during coffee chat, I, I always like uh, make a hard stop because I don't want to occupy people's time. Like they've already committed 30 minutes. So I will say, OK, I've given like I'm so sorry, like that um, went over time. So I will probably there are a few more questions that will summarize them to like um, through email or through LinkedIn message. A lot of times they probably they will say, oh, okay, I can still spare another five to 10 minutes. Yeah. If they have the courtesy to do that, I will say, okay, um, okay, that would be so nice of you. And then I will stay and chat a bit more. So I will say, let, let them to offer the time um, versus asking them to <laughs> spare more time, uh, which makes a huge difference, like in terms of, you know, uh, being, um, uh, uh, being pressing or uh, uh, versus being courteous. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe maybe I'll I'll set a good example of this because I said we were gonna <laughs> schedule this till seven, and it's seven now. Uh, so maybe we'll wrap it up here. Also, I told my girlfriend we'll we'll get some sushi now. So I I committed oh, to her. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for the chat, Ed. I'm glad. I'm, I'm hope I hope you enjoyed and I hope it gave you a bit of of kind of nostalgia nostalgia for your old radio days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think it's perfect timing for us to touch on this topic because especially at this day and age and during pandemic, I know a lot of people are facing challenges um, looking for jobs after you know the rec- recruitment was put on hold due to hiring freeze and students are graduating into this COVID market. And lockdowns and layoffs have hijacked the internship and um, placement. So yeah, definitely, I think um, it's a great, uh, it's a good timing for us to do this. And I will also share with a lot of my Chinese friends who are, yeah. who are uh, looking for jobs, who are this, who don't have 
Canadian uh, local Canadian experience. So I hope this will provide some insights for them. And um, yeah, and thank you for having me here. It's uh, it's really fun um, doing this with you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Glad you glad you enjoyed, and hopefully hope we can do another one on a different topic in the future. Yeah, sure. I hope you enjoy the sushi with your girlfriend tonight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, we'll chat. We'll chat again soon, Ted. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Adam. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from, so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.